Paranormal Radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast with Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien, we have my old friend Jim Mosley, the editor of Saucer Smear. And before we start this interview, and there's a lot to discuss, Jim, you are going to be observing a special, special anniversary coming on August 4th. Tell us about it. Well, as you pointed out a while ago, I will become an octogenarian, if that is the correct word, which means I have been on this planet for 80 years, which is quite exciting to me and also weird because I just never pictured myself or anyone else reaching such an advanced age, so I, I don't really know what else to say about it. How about congratulations? Well, I can't, I can't congratulate myself, but if you want to do it, I'll be happy to listen, yes. Happy Good. early birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Uh, yes. But more importantly is that this is the 58th year of Saucer Smear, as wow. you would see on the cover if you were looking at it. Uh, we're in volume 58 because we started in 1954. And if you work that out, it comes out right. But I can't quite make it come out right right now, but that's how it is. Now, in the early years, it wasn't Saucer News. It was Nexus. Well, yeah, uh, that was a crazy title. I started the magazine with two other guys that had long gone. Augie Roberts, who was a UFO photographer many years ago, and Dominic Lucchesi, who was another UFO sort of guy, also many years ago. So the three of us started this. And uh, nexus is an unusual word. It's in the dictionary. It means a connecting link. And, and uh, Augie wanted to uh, sound odd or something. So we He didn't want to be simple and accessible. Yes. Okay. And, so nobody knew what nexus meant, but nobody cared, I guess. And after about a year, they dropped out of this for other reasons, I guess. And uh, I then changed the name to Saucer News, which it continued to be for quite a few years until finally I switched the whole format from what it had been to what it is now, which is like a newsletter. We don't print articles uh, about saucers written by other people, or we don't have long-winded articles from newspapers. We just have little tidbits of horror on different aspects of the UFO mystery, and that's how it runs now. And there's one thing that never changed in 58 years, except for the brief time that Gray Barker had control of the publication. You used a regular typewriter. Yes, yes, I still do, which is odd, I guess, but uh, since I don't have the uh, skills necessary to use any of these newfangled things, you know, uh, Gene, if it's Gene I'm talking to, I'm always amazed at people when I call them and they say, hi, Jim, or something like that. And I always start by thinking they have psychic powers. And, you know, I get rattled. And then I realize that many people have this thing on their phone, which informs them of who's calling. Caller ID. You don't have caller ID. No, I don't have it. I, you don't have an answering machine. No, I don't. I, 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 there's reasons for all this. I don't have an answering machine because I figure... If people know I don't have an answering machine, they'll call back, which is just as good as having an answering machine. And uh, the other thing I don't have is the caller ID, which uh, we're sort of off the topic, but briefly here. Several years ago, I guess when it, doesn't, when it didn't work as well as it hopefully works now, 
I got one of those things, and I got all these crazy names and phone numbers of people that I had never heard of, and I called them back, and they never heard of me either. And it was absurd and embarrassing, and I said, the heck with this. Uh, if we weren't on radio, I'd say, the hell with this, but I won't. Well, and actually, so- we allow that word, too, as a matter of fact. There's a certain number of words... The core seven words we can't say, and it looks like now with all can these. You tell appe- me, can you tell me, Mr. Steinberg, what are those words? Well, you know what's funny about it too is that there is a case before the Supreme Court, I believe, as to whether they can even regulate that. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know, who knows someday? But we don't want to get into that. One of the things you did with Saucer News, it was a legitimate publication, a magazine. You actually had people who did research. I mean, you exposed George Adamski with a special George Adamski expose issue, whereas today there are still people running around saying he was genuine. So how did you get involved in exposing the people who needed to be exposed? Well, I never had like a staff or anything of people that were doing research for me. The George uh, Adamski thing came from the trip that I made in 1953. That was the year before I started Saucer News. And I went around the country uh, by car, having the time and money to do so in those days. I went, I drove out to California on a southern route and then back east on that sort of uh, middle of the country route. And uh, one of my purposes was to uh, find out more about George Adamski, who, who had just written his first book, uh, Flying Saucers Have Landed which was a, a big deal. I think it sold quite a number of copies in hardcover. And it's a long story, but basically he was probably the most famous of the contactees, uh, people who claimed to have met space beings of various sorts. So I investigated his case to a degree. I met uh, four of the five witnesses that he had to his so-called desert contact. That's when Supposedly, a spaceman came down on the desert, Southern California, and had a conversation with him for several minutes. And there were five or six people that were watching that from a distance through field glasses or something, which makes it unlikely that they knew exactly who Adamski was talking to. But anyway, I interviewed those people, and I interviewed the uh, photographer who ran the shop where he had his photos uh, developed. And I met a number of other people that knew him in one way or another. And the more I went into it, the more it became obvious it was a rather simple group of uh, hoaxes with a uh, philosophical purpose, you might say. I mean, I, I got to the point that I liked the desk. And am I reaching you, people? Uh, well, let me ask you a question, Jim, also. Okay, now the one thing I wanted to ask you, Jim, about Adamski, and that is prior to the time that he had his alleged contacts, he also wrote a self-published book sometime years earlier yeah, where, right. the, where instead of meeting Orthon or whatever from Venus or wherever they came from, he met Jesus Christ, giving them the same message of peace and brotherhood. So the whole thing was probably an elaborate tale designed to convey his religious beliefs, but you wouldn't believe it from George Adamski. But if an advanced being from another planet says that, that gets credibility. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of that book. It was, uh, as you say... Pioneers in Space. Pioneers from Space, or in Space, yeah. I never bothered to read that, but you cut the gist of it. He had written that and probably hadn't sold a whole lot of copies of it, and... Uh, 
when flying saucers became popular, it occurred to him to, since he did have supposedly sincere philosophical or religious beliefs that he wanted to put across, he figured it would be a lot easier to do that uh, through the mouths of space people than to just say, well, this is my opinion. Uh, who was George Adamski? And nobody in particular, but if he's talking to people from other planets and they say certain things, then uh, that makes it much more uh, believable to some people. Now, the people around Adamski were kind of peculiar, too. One person was a fellow named George Hunt Williamson. Yes. And, you know, this almost dovetails back to our discovery very recently, and certainly this is one of our PowerCast listeners came up with this, that researcher Phil Imbrogno, who's pretty well known as Paranormal Research, he co-authored a book with Dr. J. Allen Hynek, for heaven's sakes. He went around saying that he had attended MIT, got advanced degrees, got a doctorate last year, and of course our listener, and Chris will explain it more in a few moments, our listener determined that he never attended MIT. Not just didn't he get a degree, he never went there in the first place. It was all bogus. Now, George Hunt Williamson claimed to be a doctor, too, and his degree was no more genuine. I'll ask you about that in a moment. We have Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. Okay, so who is watching your home when you're not there? Help protect your home with a security system monitored by ADT. It's the leader in home security. Remember, ADT is the number one monitoring service in the country. It comes with world-famous ADT yard signs. The monitoring cost is just $1 a day. You probably pay more for coffee. This is the safety for your family and your possessions. You can save up to 20% on homeowner's insurance. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer. Call now and get $850 of equipment and activation free. Call 1-866-778-3127. Call 1-866-778-3127. And here's our fast disclaimer. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35 to $39 per month. Call for terms and conditions and license numbers. Gold, it's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-223. For the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As good as gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. 
Zeo King Zeo Light naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. That's Z E O King.com for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver, that's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver, utopiasilver.com, or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. Utopiasilver.com, taking back America's health care one American at a time. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We're back with the one and only, the irrepressible Jim Mosley. He's going to be 80 years old on August 4th, 2011, and so he welcomes your love offerings. And, yes, just, uh, and just to celebrate his life. Happy birthday to you. In order for these good people to send love offerings, they would probably have to know my address unless they have unusually strong psychic powers. So I would hope that sometime in the course of this long, dreary uh, broadcast, we would mention such an address, allegedly. But that's Well, I'll tell you what, deal. why don't you mention your long, dreary address right now, and we'll give you more chances. All right. Uh, well, I'm, uh, as you have indicated, I'm James Mosley, or Jim, if you prefer, and I'm at P.O. Box 1709. And that's Key West, Florida. That's two words, Key and West. Now, I'm forgetting the zip at this moment, but I'll give it to you later. Even without the zip, they'll reach me, so no problem. Okay, so back to George Hunt Williamson. He claimed to have a doctorate, but his doctorate was fake. Yes, uh, Williamson, yes. That's kind of a complex story. There was a uh, Jewish scholar, a very eccentric uh, fellow, uh, years ago, he, well, he died just not that long ago. But Yona uh, Fortner, ladies and gentlemen, he, he is Yona. one of the more interesting characters in UFO and paranormal research. More to the point, he was one of the pioneers in doing what they call ancient astronaut research. Yes, that's uh, correct. If he had followed the advice of myself and others, instead of just writing articles about that for Saucer News and perhaps other people... He would have come out with a book or, or more on that subject, and he uh, 
if he'd done it correctly, he could have had a bestseller. He could have beaten out uh, Von Donneken and some others who came out with the same kind of thing later, but they knew how to write books and to get them published, and they uh, got a lot of attention and a lot of money out of it, whereas uh, Jonah Fortner unfortunately did not. But what I was going to say is Fortner was of the Jewish uh, persuasion, and he was not uh, a tolerant sort of person. He knew that George Hunt Williamson was anti-Semitic. And I'm not exactly sure how he knew that, but it must have been in uh, some of Williamson's books, which unfortunately I didn't read. But I take it as a fact uh, that he was anti-Semitic. So I believe it was uh, Jonah's idea to write to the dean of admissions at uh, Arizona University, uh, the University of Arizona, where Williamson uh, claimed to have attended and gotten a degree. I'm not sure if his alleged doctorate was from there or not, but at least he was supposed to have gotten a Bachelor of Arts. Well, uh, that was a earlier era than we're living in now, and perhaps in some cases the dean would actually write a personal letter to someone that would write in uh, asking about the uh, scholarship of one of their pupils. And he did indeed write a letter, which I do not have memorized, and certainly after all this time I don't have the letter. But he said something about uh, Williamson had uh, left the university uh, because of poor scholarship. But uh, what I enjoyed more, and I think I'm quoting it correctly, he said uh, Williamson was always known on campus as an oddball. And that might have been his worst sin, I, I don't know. But anyway, he never finished college there, and as far as doctorate, I'm not sure. Well, this, of course, dovetails into the kind of discussion we've had. Now, Chris, I've given kind of a briefing to Jim about what we discovered courtesy of our listener. Maybe since you basically gave a brief summary on our last episode, Chris, maybe you can expand on this, what we discovered about Phil and Brogno and the ramifications. Well, it's it's actually pretty simple. Um, one of our listeners who, you know, is a um, an arch skeptic, shall we say, and... Uh, since I don't have permission to use his name, I'm not going to. But everybody on the forums knows who he is. And if you want to find out who he, who the actual person is, uh, I invite you to go to forum.theparacast.com. There's a whole thread. Well, I on. know who he is, and I'm not even on your list. Before. But you're not going to say. Right. No, I'm not. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure that there's there's an article in here somewhere, and I'm I I would be surprised if he didn't come out with a uh, with a full blown expose on this on this particular sad affair. Uh, anyway, Phil, I guess, had mentioned on his last appearance on the Paracast uh, with Rosemary Guiley something about MIT, and I guess on his website he really touted MIT and our listener, much to his credit, and, and he must have a very intuitive sense about him because there was nothing overt that alerted him uh, that this could be, you know, this could be a... <laughs> A scandal, but he took it upon himself to go ahead and uh, contact the. There's an organization called Degree Verify or VerifyDegree.com. You, depending on the school, you send them five to ten dollars, and they'll go ahead and do a, a search to see whether the person attended and or received some sort of degree from that institution. So, evidently, he did this, and uh, I think initially he got the spelling of Phil's name wrong, and then corrected that. Actually, and, I corrected it for him, Chris. Oh, you corrected it. Okay. Yeah, right. He told okay. me about what he had received and what he had learned. 
Yeah, and this and is I, before I knew anything about all right, this. Right, this is when all. he said, don't repeat this to anyone. Right. And I observe that because I am a journalist. Chris is a journalist. We try to show some responsibility. Unfortunately, far too few people do. Okay, yeah. so I said to him, look, the spelling is wrong. Let's try it a different way. I think it was spelling Philip because Philip can be either with one L or two. Yeah. He tried it, and the same result. No exactly. record of a Phil Imbrogno, however you spell it, having ever attended MIT. Exactly. So I think the first thing that he did was try to uh, contact Phil and get some information from him, get some sort of, um, I don't know, just some sort of validation uh, or find out, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is a problem. Uh, you know, what do you have to say about it and get him to, to fess up or to somehow explain the discrepancy. Well, this was all going on just, just as I was leaving to go to the San Luis Valley with his co-author, Rosemary Guiley. And she mentioned, while the, the first night we were, we were on the road, she mentioned that Phil uh, was acting kind of strange, that he had uh, said that he was changing his email address and phone number because he was getting uh, phone calls, questioning him about things. And at that point, Rosemary wasn't exactly sure what it was about, but she got a sense that somebody was really digging into his past. So... This story all, all, all was, you know, occurring there that first, uh, the first two weeks of May. I think all this was going down. So, so when we got back, uh, m more information came out about it that uh, that that indeed he was not a uh, he did not receive a degree. He was not ever a student at MIT. Now he had told Rosemary this. Rosemary mentioned. Uh, she had been over to his house and saw degrees on the wall. He had a, an MIT ring on display. Uh, you know, we won't even get into the implications of that. But, uh, but the first thing when I found out what this was all about, the first thing I, I told Rosemary is, hey, look, you have got to, you know, corroborate this uh, very salacious information and, and do your own investigation into this, which she immediately did. And she found out there, even in the security logs at MIT, there was no record of him ever uh, coming and going from the campus there. And, you know, he had, he had talked about working with engineers on some muon field equipment uh, detectors and some other equipment that he was supposedly working on up there. I'll tell you what, Chris, let's move that into our next segment, continue on what he allegedly okay. was working on at the right. place he did not attend. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. Our guest is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. You're in. The Paracast. Ray Perkins a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. 
ready to save? Then you're ready for the Super Summer Sale at Herbal Healer Academy. Herbal Healer has been the leader in quality natural supplements for 23 years. Log on to HerbalHealer.com and take advantage of Herbal Healer Academy's incredible savings on 500 parts per million colloidal silver. The best pharmaceutical grade available at all sizes on sale. Super Male Plex with Uhimbi and Super Femplex for summer toning. Buy Glucosamine Chondroit 60 caps, summer sale priced at only $12. Colon and Answer 250 caps, summer sale priced at just $18. And if your brain's a little foggy, we have a great supplement on sale called Memory Power. Log on and hit the postcard specials link for more super summer savings at HerbalHealer.com. As always, new customers get a free catalog with first order. Herbal Healer Academy, healing the world with nature one person at a time. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with PrePass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without PrePass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try PrePass free. That's 888-401-PASS. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. The American people think they live in a constitutional republic, land of the free, home of the brave, right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape Harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877-457-9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money-back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Phillips, listening to the Paracast, and it's as good as it gets, believe me. We're back. The guest is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast, and we're giving you more details on how we learned that Phil Imbrogno is not who he claims to be. Okay, so you were saying, Chris, when we broke for the last segment... That he claimed to have been working with engineers at MIT on a project? Right, and he was even designing his own uh, second doctorate uh, program in computer science, uh, something to do with developing new software or something. I don't remember the details of the uh, fantasy. 
at this point. But oh, this is even worse because it's one thing just to stick a degree on your resume to get a job, and people do that. But now he's making a whole story, a whole life yeah. work yeah, there's a whole based delusional. on this fakery. Can I ask a question here, sort of as a sure. devil's advocate? I've heard of uh, Bill Imbrogno. I don't know him personally. I know that he wrote a book on the Hudson Valley sightings in, in uh, New York State years ago. Did he write any other saucer books other than that? I, oh, I, he's I, written quite a number, Jim. Well, uh, my question would be, uh, these books have nothing to do with science in the sense that you would learn science at MIT. No, how they is, do. Uh, how How is it really relevant whether he went there or not? I've never read a saucer book. Uh, well, probably. Well, he has know. a lot of science in his books, Jim, and oh, all right, including the book that's due to come out uh, this fall is is heavy in 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 the scientific realm. He's been a middle school chemistry or science teacher for twenty six years. And there's some question of whether there's even a degree from his, uh, for his Bachelor of Science degree from the uh, University of Texas. There seems to be, uh, you know, we're, we're what, not... What is his new book going to be about? Uh, about portal areas, how to identify and investigate portal areas. What kind of areas? Portal. Window. Oh, portal. Gateway. Windows. Okay, yeah, all right. Portal areas. I didn't... Yeah, so... Uh, I'm and... glad we explained that because... Some of your listeners might not just know off the top of their heads uh, what a portal area is. I, 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 I dare say many people don't know, but now we do know. So that's well, good. <laughs> okay. Well, if they've listened to the show, they know. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm really saddened by all this. Uh, you know, there's been some question whether this is really going to somehow besmirch or hurt Rosemary's uh, quite illustrious uh, career. I mean, she's written six encyclopedias, 51 books, and uh, I don't see how an association on a book on the gin is going to, uh, in any way, shape, or form, you know, any way negate her, her wonderful hard work that, that she's put in for decades. I'm, the thing you have to mention is that one of the books that Phil Imbrogno authored, he co-authored with Dr. J. Allen Hynek, and I don't think yeah. we can equate Hynek's reputation which in every respect as far as anybody can understand was a thousand percent genuine he was a straight ahead college professor and an astronomer with Imbrogno he might have been taken in too well he was taken in because there's some some evidence to suggest that he's been living alive since the early 80s prior to his work with with uh, Hynek and Bob Pratt so this is this is really not good. This is a bad thing for the field. It just it just shows you that you never can be too careful when you're elevating someone into a position of of of, of emulating their their style and their their work their work habits and, and and how they go about investigating cases. I always looked up to Phil and 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 always thought that he was you know a top notch field investigator and he probably is. Uh, I don't think that this delusionary spiral that he's found himself in, I think there's, there's psychological and mental health uh, implications here more so than, than I don't think we can throw the baby out, out with the bathwater, so to speak. Uh, I do still feel that some of his work, uh, much of it is, is on the level and is accurately reported. But with a revelation like this, it's, it's virtually impossible not to question every single thing every bit of output that the guy has, has given us over, you know, a well, 25, 30-year career. Has either one of you uh, 
gentleman never met uh, Imbrogno in person? I, no, I have not. I no, know. I haven't. Uh, no, the well, only time uh, I've talked to him is on the, uh, the Paracast. Oh, he's been on the show? Yeah, several times. Oh, okay. Since I'm not on the net at all, as you probably both know, I am unable to see, hear, or even feel uh, your shows, except the ones that I'm on. I, I do have a uh, contributing editor that sometimes listens to your shows, and he tells me something about what you're, what you've been talking about. Everything good, I'm sure. Oh yes, yes, I would think so. Well, uh, also, oh, since we're going I, on more I, and more stations, Jim, uh, if you, you live, to, Jim, if you live in an area where a physical terrestrial station carries us, well, you'll hear us. We'll work on Key West, Florida, see if we can get an outlet down there. You were about to say. Oh, uh, now you threw me off here. Oh, yeah, well, I was only going to observe uh, uh, something that should be obvious to many people, and that is that uh, uh, the falsification of uh, educational or other uh, uh, credentials is not a terribly unusual thing, and certainly not in the saucer field. Uh, so I, I don't think this is a unique situation, and... Uh, but it is, to me, somewhat amusing. I have never claimed any degrees, by the way, and there's a good reason for that, because I don't have any. I uh, attended Princeton University for a year and a half. Not that anyone has ever asked, but I thought I'd tell you anyway. And then, for my own reasons, not poor scholarship as happened to Williamson, but for other reasons, I just resigned or quit, and uh, I went on my merry way from there. I'm finished. <laughs> well, I don't claim any advanced you're waiting, degrees. Yeah, you're waiting for me to say some other brilliant thing. but I have to say this. We have to accept the brilliance as it is offered to us and doled out to us, okay? So yes. Th so, therefore, I don't want to get involved in trying to deal with your brilliance because I couldn't possibly do it. But just Let me ask you uh, one other thing. Uh, I will not reveal the name of the person that investigated Phil Imbrogno, but... What on earth would be his reason for not wanting his name uh, mentioned on your show? I'm sure your show is heard and seen by many people, but nevertheless, it's odd that uh, he would feel that way. Well, that's a good question. I just, you know, he's been banned from our forum for uh, behavior that doesn't quite live oh, up really? to really. Oh, our, you know, our I, terms I of use. <laughs> I talk to this guy on the phone frequently, and you can be sure I'll be calling him soon, because this is all quite interesting. I didn't know uh, that he'd been kicked off your forum. Uh, for what reason? Uh, you know, that's really more than we need to deal with here, okay? All right. All right. I'd rather not deal with that. I think it's fair to say, hey, okay, that's cool. You know, we made a decision, and he made a decision not to participate. Let's leave it. More to the point, though, that is, I think we have to look at the feel in general what percentage of people in all walks of life, first of all, fake their credentials to Maybe. get a job or something? And then when you're dealing with a field of research like this where credibility has to be everything because, you know, for all practical purposes, there's not a lot of credibility as far as a lot of people are concerned. Well, it's a problem. I mean, uh, certainly not only in the UFO field. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of other people who have been exposed to uh, you know, public figures uh, exposed for having uh, lied about their uh, credentials. Uh, 
I can't really think of one offhand, but it certainly happens very frequently. And uh, what can you say if, if you can get uh, a better job or get on welfare or whatever it is you're trying to do by falsifying your record? I mean, that is a temptation, and I'm sure many people do that kind of thing. We understand that. Of course, obviously, in a situation like this, I guess the question is, how do we go about exposing this practice more? Do we have to check everybody? Also, what other examples do we have of people falsifying their credentials in this field? Not just making up false cases, but falsifying who and what they are. We know that we have Jim Mosley. We know he's the editor of Saucer Smear. I know my friend and co-host is Christopher O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, Fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. If you're concerned about radiation poisoning from Japan in the air, water, or food and can't find potassium iodide, go to RestoreYourHealthNow.com and choose Liquid Zeolite. Liquid Zeolite is hands down the best product to remove radiation from your body and safely removes toxins, heavy metals, boosts energy levels, and promotes a strong immune system. For fatigue, muscle weakness, headaches, memory loss, influenza, joint pain, or toxic radiation poisoning, use Liquid Zeolite from RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Liquid Zeolite is so powerful it was used to clean up contamination in Chernobyl, yet so gentle you won't even know you're taking it. Liquid Zeolite comes with a money-back guarantee but is only available at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Learn how to get free bottles of Liquid Zeolite at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. That's RestoreYourHealthNow.com or call 800-880. 9976. Call 800 880 9976 today and learn how to get free bottles of liquid zeolite. Are you tired of spending money for metal canning lids year after year? Then stop. Stop buying metal lids and get Tatler reusable canning lids. Made of USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, Tatler canning lids let you safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways that contain BPA. But Tatler canning lids are indefinitely reusable and guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning and contain no BPA. Tatler lids are dishwasher safe, perfect for standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders by phone at 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's 1-877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. 
That's reusablecanninglids.com. Tatler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, anti viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Clifford Cliff, the International Director for the Mutual UFO Network. You are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Exposing the Fakers. I'm the Paracast with Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. So uh, I could give you, now that I'm thinking about it, a very good example of falsification of uh, credentials. Now, briefly here, Jesse Marcel Sr., is, the name will be known to you guys, I'm sure. He is one of the main witnesses in the infamous Roswell case. He is supposed to have seen the wreckage that was on this man's farm when it came down and eventually was scooped up and taken away by the government, etc., etc. Certainly I can't recap the, the Roswell case at this moment because uh, 100,000 words or more have been said about it in the last 30 years and it's still not solved. But anyway, Jesse Marcel Sr., was a uh, military man, had had a, a career that involved uh, whatever it involved, because I certainly don't remember all of it now. But the point is this, there was a Robert Todd, who was a strange fellow, I don't think anyone in the field ever actually met him. He lived somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think, and he's dead now for several years. But for a short while, he had a newsletter, just a two-page thing, called the Cowflop Quarterly. I kid you not, that was the name of it. It was a... a I don't a, even understand what you're saying. Uh, what's that? <laughs> the Cowflop, P-F-L-O-P, or something close to that. Cowflop Quarterly, which was a... Well, he thought it was funny, or he wouldn't have used it. But the odd thing was, he obviously was a little strange himself. Incidentally, I don't think anyone in the saucer field ever met him. He, he was a recluse of some kind. But his magazine was written in a serious vein, only the title was strange. And the point is this. He, through, I think, the Freedom of Information Act, or some other way that might have been more complicated than that, but he pulled quite a coup. He got a copy of the military record of Jesse Marcel Sr. 
And again, the details escape me now, but he had definitely lied and or exaggerated in several aspects of his qualifications to be in the military and also about his achievements in the military, medals or what have you, commendations, things of that sort. He did not accurately uh, give the facts about his career when he spoke to people or when he wrote to people. And this, I think, was quite a coup on the a part of uh, Todd because this man is one of the key witnesses. And if we can feel that he is quite careless with the truth, uh, as just stated, then we can also feel that he might be exaggerating or misstating the details of what he saw crash at Roswell. So he is not a very good witness, and this was a very important piece of research that this guy Todd did. And uh, I don't think that's very well known, but it is one of the most important things about the Roswell case. What about Donald Schmidt? Wasn't there a little uh, shenanigans? Uh, I seem to remember... It came out that he wasn't who he said he was. He was actually a postman or something. Oh, yeah. Well, I got involved in that. <laughs> that was very funny. It's odd. He never claimed that he wasn't a postman because nobody ever asked him. It was not something that you'd think of. But in addition to whatever else he was doing, and he was, I still don't understand how it went. He must have had an indefinite amount of vacation time. Uh, it boggles the mind because he, he did research trips having to do with Roswell. He spent a lot of time at the museum in Roswell, and I met him there. He was sort of a regular there and almost an employee of the of the museum. At the same time, he was a letter carrier in this little town in uh, some eastern state that escapes me at the moment. Okay, so and, he's a mailman, but yeah. he claims to be some sort of scientist. Well, yes. I mean, you. I'm saying it's not absolutely exclusive. You might be a mailman and a scientist, but probably Well, you know, not. I can understand in a very generic sense that somebody gets a science degree, no jobs available, he takes a job as a mailman because the letter carrier position holds security, hoping eventually they'll get the real job. Well, you know, I, I wasn't the one that did that investigation, but... Whoever it was uh, gave out this phone number of this little post office in this little town. I think it was Indiana or somewhere like that. And we wanted, or at least I wanted, to just check out to make sure that they're not making this all up or just to embarrass uh, Schmidt. And I was one of the people that called up, and they put the postmaster on. And the guy said something like, yes, he works here. I, I just uh, don't understand. All of a sudden, all these people are calling up here asking if Don Schmidt works here. And yes, he does. I don't see the problem. And I thought it was one of the funniest things that I ever heard of. This guy didn't know anything about saucers or why these people were calling, but he was telling the truth. The guy works there. But Don Schmidt is still a recognized figure in UFO Absolutely. research. So Absolutely. is it that people aren't paying attention or do not care? Now, Schmidt and Tom Carey work together. and they have We had them both on the Paracast some years back. Okay. Now, what is interesting and what I am not able to tell you very much about, but Kevin Randall used to co-author books, or at least one book, uh, with Schmidt. And uh, they were, let's say, partners for quite a long time. 
And then Schmidt did something, and I cannot tell you what it is because I just don't remember. I never really cared that much. And I really didn't know that we were going to do a show just on, on this topic. But anyway, he got, uh, I think, rightfully mad at Schmidt for whatever Schmidt had done wrong, and they no longer are uh, co-authors, friends, or anything like it, and he has said quite a lot on the net against Schmidt, and I do not remember offhand just what it is. So it's, uh, <laughs> there's been a, a more, I think, fakery and uh, stuff of that sort in regard to Roswell, perhaps, than uh, anything else. But that's Okay, so we have Schmidt, we have Jesse Marcel Sr. Do we assume that Jesse Marcel Jr. is, as he claims to be, an Army surgeon? Yes, I think so. I, okay. No one has ever ever uh, claimed that he isn't. Uh, I met him once. Uh, he was speaking somewhere. I, I didn't really talk to him, but Junior is not so Junior anymore. He himself, I think, is in his 60s, and he has become sort of a uh, pseudo-celebrity himself in the U.S. He's also field. a caretaker for the Roswell legend, in a sense, because he allegedly handled some of the material. Well, well that's it. His claim to fame, individually... It's simply that when this stuff was brought out of the field that it crashed in, he uh, saw the material that his father showed him in, in their home, I guess, briefly. And so he spent, who knows, five or ten minutes looking at this material uh, from the Roswell crash, and that is whatever it is, 60 years ago. And we're talking about something he spent just a few minutes looking at, and that makes him an expert on Roswell, and he's been speaking about it ever since. And that's another... Uh, <laughs> I wish that someday somebody would take an awful lot of work, but uh, would do a uh, final uh, expose of some sort of the whole Roswell legend, no matter what actually crashed there. But there is so much contradiction, so many people lying. Remember the guy years ago, I can't even... I think it was Anderson, perhaps... He had a diary from that whole period around 1947, and uh, you could look at this diary, and it showed that he had been wherever it was at a certain date, and it, uh, therefore had seen this thing crash, or got there right after it did. And they found out, someone found out eventually, this was years ago, that he was exposed. The diary was a fake. Uh, the uh, <laughs> ink in this diary did not exist in 1947. And he went to all the trouble to do this uh, whole uh, volume in order to prove his point about Roswell, but uh, uh, the uh, whole diary itself was non-existent. I mean, that's the kind of thing. I mean, there's so many wonderful little stories like that. You could, uh, but it would be a lot of a lot of work to write a book like that. And I certainly am not up to it because. Well, you know, the point is, though, maybe one of the things we'll do in addition to answering questions from our listeners, directed to you, Jim Mosley, is discuss more of these case histories, the fact that there are people out there who claim to have knowledge, claim to have information, and when you maybe tear things apart, you do the kind of research that needs to be done, you find out, well, maybe they don't have the knowledge that they claim to have. Maybe there are things lacking in their logic, lacking in their experience, things that we need to find out more about and get to the bottom of. Jim Mosley, he's editor of Saucer Smear. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast.
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back. Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg with Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast looking at the fakers. Any other Roswell figures seem to have questionable backgrounds or questionable evidence that you know of? No, I'm not really competent to be an expert on Roswell. I don't think there's hardly... Oh, yeah, uh, it's coming to me now. Uh, Glenn Dennis. Now, uh, Glenn Dennis uh, is probably one of the very, very few principal Roswell witnesses who is still alive. And he, I think the last I heard about him, he was in a nursing home or something. But about 10 years ago, I met him. I've been out to Roswell to the museum there three or four times. He was a, a very nice guy. He's very talkative. His claim to fame, uh, well, it's a long thing. For one thing, which I never believed in the first place because it makes no sense, he, got a, he was a mortician. He, he ran a, a funeral home in the town of Roswell and back in 1947 when all this happened. And he got a phone call from the military base asking him to prepare, I forget, six or eight small coffins. He was surprised by that. I don't know if he actually prepared them. He, I don't think he went that far with the story, but think about it. If you had aliens crash in the, in the desert, uh, aliens from another planet, yes, they were small statues, statues, so therefore you would only need a small coffin. Can you believe in all logic and common sense that they would do that? I mean, this would be a highly classified thing, at least we're uh, told to believe that, and you just pick up the phone and ask the local undertaker to prepare coffins uh, for these creatures that are unique and have never been seen before? I mean, come on. So right there, that's the story that he told right from the beginning, and I, I just it didn't make any sense to me. But the thing that I'm leading up to is this, and I don't have all the details. There was a nurse that worked at the hospital in, in Roswell, and the nurse saw these bodies brought into the hospital, and she didn't take a picture, but I think she made a drawing of what they looked like. And she was a personal friend of Glenn Dennis. And so he didn't see the bodies himself, but he talked to this nurse who he apparently knew quite well. And she told him a lot of details uh, about things which, as I say, he personally did not see. Now, this nurse, I'm trying to remember, 
a very peculiar name, Naomi or something was, was her last name, very odd name. Uh, he kept telling slightly different versions about this nurse. Her name changed, some of the details of her story that she told him changed, and it was very uh, questionable all along. But this is the point, and this is really very interesting. Popular mechanics, which has nothing to do with saucers, and I still don't know why it was that magazine rather than some other, but it must be at least 10 or 15 years ago, they sent somebody out to find this nurse. Nobody through all these years could find the nurse. There were people that tried this, tried that. They could never find her. The, the investigator from that magazine went to a nursing home somewhere, and the last living nurse from Roswell of the year 1947 was still alive. And it was a small hospital. She knew all the other nurses, and, and she knew, the, obviously, the names of the other nurses and what they looked like and what had happened or not happened at the hospital. The bottom line is this nurse did not exist. Absolutely and positively did not exist. Let me just That's add something to what you said, Jim, because you probably haven't heard this, but our listeners have. If you're a regular listener of the Paracast, Back on July 27, 2008, we featured an author by the name of Lawrence Spencer who edited a book. He didn't say author. He claimed to have edited a book called Alien Interview that purported to present communications with an alien from a retired U.S. Army Air Force nurse. So he claimed to have actually been in touch with this nurse. We never figured out how. We were very skeptical of the claims, but we got permission from him to actually distribute a copy, an electronic copy of the book, if anybody cared. I think a lot of people actually downloaded it, but that legend has gone into weird directions. This guy, Spencer, by the way, is very much involved in the Scientology movement also. Wait a minute, excuse me. Is this supposed to be the same nurse? Supposedly the nurse. All right. And he interviewed her and so on? That he claims he'd gotten all this data and all this correspondence from her. He published it in a book and then said, oh, by the way, I destroyed the manuscript. But this is the same nurse, you're sure? So far as I know, yes. Okay, the Roswell nurse. Well, The non-existent Roswell nurse. Yeah, well, absolutely under the name that he first gave and under the name he gave later and, and so forth, there is no... And I remember he, uh, at different times, had uh, versions of what happened to her. Naturally, she got transferred right after this. A number of officers and others at Roswell were transferred right after the crash because of, I suppose that was a way of silencing them or something and getting them out of town. I heard one version uh, that she uh, flew to Europe, but her plane crashed, so that would get rid of her. High convenient. Though her plane crashed, yeah, she's no longer here, sure. And, and, but the other one that I liked better, and this is the least likely to be true, that she joined a nunnery in France, I believe. And that's Oh, I she know. Was. She became the singing nun. <laughs> nah, <laughs> probably not. But uh, I'm telling you, these things sound crazy, but they're just part of the Roswell story and the Roswell's story is just part of a very crazy field. Uh, I believe absolutely in my heart that there are UFOs and that they come from somewhere, some realm, etc., whatever it might be. I am 
very mild these days of the interplanetary uh, theory, and I disagree strongly with uh, Stan Friedman on that. I think he is tied into 1960s thinking in that way, and uh, I, I don't agree with him at all. But wherever they're from, there are genuine UFOs. I don't think that one crashed at Roswell. I don't know. They may have crashed somewhere else. But there is so much nonsense in this field that it is no wonder that scientists and people of that ilk are not going to sully their reputations by getting involved in this. Especially in light of this Phil Imbrogno fiasco. No, but I mean, unless you have the patience, uh, and I have no profession at this point in life at least, and I have plenty of time, but I've not an awful lot of patience. But the point is, you need to really work on it to separate the truth, the probable truth in this field from the probable nonsense. And that is a very hard thing to do. And it's no wonder, in my opinion, that most people say it's, it's nonsense or they don't get interested and they just let it go. There's only a hard core of people, God knows, maybe a few thousand or so, that are really interested uh, in a big way in UFOs. And if it's as big a story as it's supposed to be, it's odd that there aren't more people involved in it, but there are not. Well, everybody likes their answers uh, formulated for them, especially in this modern age with with eight-second well, attention spans. Just, just like your friends that we won't name who gave you the information on Phil and, and Brogno, uh, most, uh, most people uh, make up their mind ahead of time due to their own preferences or their religion or lack of religion or whatever. They decide what this is or what it isn't, and then, and then they look at the evidence. It's supposed to be the other way around. And, and what I'm saying is equally true of the skeptics as it is of the true believers. Am I yeah. not right? Yeah, yeah. There's true believers and there's true non-believers. <laughs> Both well, sides exactly. are going out of backs backwards. Yeah, well, to, to just investigate something in an unbiased way is extremely difficult. I mean, everybody has some kind of a bias. It's, it's very hard to be totally unbiased. But unless you try to attain that, that state, uh, you're not going to get a uh, proper answer to anything. Yeah, that's true. Well, that leads us to a question uh, from one of our, li- our listeners, and... Uh, Blowfish is a longtime poster uh, on the Paracast forum. Tell you what, why we have that on the next segment. Blowfish's question in abeyance on the Paracast. I'm Gene Steinberg. The guest is Jim Mosley. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. 
Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Gold. If you listen to the radio, watch TV, or surf the net, you're hearing about gold. Eventually you will ask yourself, is gold right for me? The answer might surprise you. We protect ourselves and our families from many things. Do you have medical insurance? Is your home insured? Do you carry life insurance? How about financial insurance? If you own gold, then the answer is yes. If you don't own gold, the question is why don't you have financial insurance? We put our faith in things we trust. Do you trust the dollar? Do you trust the economy? Do you trust the government? Gold has always been something you can trust. For thousands of years, people have put their faith in gold. Where will you put your faith? Now is the time to protect yourself and your family. Call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. And ask for Jim Parker. Let me help you get started today. 1-800-686-2237, extension 242. Local Army-Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, Military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits. Magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches. First aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bale, and a huge Molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. 
And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. We're back with Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg on the Paracast. We're discussing the fakes, the frauds in UFO research. We had a question from a regular listener from down under, I think. He's from the yeah. other side of the pond, Blowfish. What's his question, Chris? Well, he's got a number of them, but one has to do with Roswell. And he asks, is Roswell just a Cold War military intrusion by spooks? Or a military biological accident turned into a well-planned UFO hoax. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jim? I don't understand the question. <laughs> well, in other words, is it is it our military uh, monkeying around and then making it appear to be a UFO uh, crash, or possibly some sort of military exercise or well, I, secret I mean, technology I mean, gone awry? The sixty-four thousand dollar question, I, I suppose. I mean, as as we. Roswell addicts know uh, at the very beginning the Air Force in, in Roswell made a statement uh, that was carried on the radio and the two newspapers there that a flying saucer had crashed near Roswell and uh, that's interesting the use of that term because just to diverge a little bit here when we say flying saucer now the first thing that comes to your mind is something from another planet but in those days that wasn't it if it was going to be an unidentified thing, such as a flying saucer, it would probably be something from Russia, because that was what was most in our mind. Not space people, but it was the beginning of the Cold War around that time, and uh, actually we had a right to be frightened of something that might be a scare of some kind coming from our, our mortal enemy, Russia. So uh, when the, they made that uh, announcement uh, that a flying saucer had crashed, they were not saying space people. But that, that apparently is how a lot of people took it and started making up these stories about space people. A after, uh, I forget, just a few hours, they changed their story and said it was just a, a balloon. And, of course, the true believers don't accept that because they would much rather think that it was a flying saucer of the interplanetary type. But the facts are, in my opinion at least, and it's too long to go into, but it was a, a balloon, a very strange, unusual, at that time classified group of balloons all flying together in a train of some sort. And it had a purpose that was classified, but it must have looked quite a lot like a, a normal a balloon would, and the debris seems to look very much like that also, and that's what I think it was, and uh, a lot of people agree with me, and a lot of people don't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> boy, I'll tell you, if we ever get to the bottom of this particular mystery, I will be very surprised. Well, you know, just one other little thing, the Roswell crash happened in 1947. In 1978, Bill Moore, a well-known UFO writer, and uh, Stanton Friedman, I'm not sure if they were working together from the very beginning or not, but anyway, they started investigating the Roswell crash. That that's, what is it, 30-some years after it happened. Up until that time, there was no Roswell mystery. It's barely mentioned in any of the early literature uh, in the UFO field. I think Frank Edwards in his book, it mentions that he has about a paragraph about Roswell. 
it was forgotten in Roswell. It was never heard of anywhere else. I was interested in saucers as far back as 1947, and I never heard of it until the first book came out, which was in 1980, co-authored by uh, Bill Moore and uh, uh, Charles Berlitz. And and that opened the floodgates. So we've got over 30 years now of uh, book after book after book. I mean, it's unbelievable how this has grown with uh, time when for the first 30 years it was as if it never happened. It was Charles Burlitz's fault. Yeah. Uh, Burlitz, well... Berlitz, uh, it's interesting, he just lent his name to the book. Uh, Berlitz was famous for having written the uh, Bermuda Triangle and several other offbeat books of that kind. And, and by the way, a very minor footnote to history is I helped provide him with a lot of information for the sequel to the Bermuda Triangle book. What was the sequel? It was all about the Philadelphia Experiment, that kind of thing. Oh, oh well, that was, that was the next epithet which came first. He co-authored a book uh, with uh, Bill Moore about the Philadelphia Experiment also. Do you remember which came first? They were about a year apart. Bermuda Triangle came first. No, no, I mean which of the, uh, did the Philadelphia Experiment book come first or the Roswell book? You know what, I'd have to look it up. Well, all right, but anyway. I would have to look it up. I think the Roswell came later. It was first, when I knew Berlitz back in the late 70s, we were talking about the Philadelphia Experiment, we were talking about Bermuda Triangle. That was the big thing. Roswell was the final straw. Well, the, uh, what do you call it, the Philadelphia Experiment is, I mean, I don't think we should even waste our time talking about that. I think that is the most utter pile of nonsense that I've ever heard in, in, in my life. And, there was a movie, by the way, a couple of movies about it, probably based on the book, Loosely, but it was all about invisibility experiments during World War II, et cetera, et cetera. Let's right. not go there. Right. Well, um, here's one for you, Jim. Have you heard about this uh, new Annie Jacobson book uh, on Area 51 that has oh, the aside yes. in there about Roswell being a oh, Soviet yes. psyops? What do you Saucer think of that whole scenario? Is, uh, Saucer Smear is up on that, and when you get the marvelous new issue that is going to be out in a week or so, you will see a book review of that and uh, a review of two or three other very interesting uh, recent books, including one by Dr. Alexander that we were talking about before. Uh, yeah, you, you can ask me or tell me anything you want about that uh, book by, uh, what is it, Jacobson? Right. Is that her name? Annie yeah. Jacobson. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, her her version of Roswell is the worst of all. I mean, I'm, I, you can tell it or I'll tell it. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, and it's in there just to attract attention, and it, indeed it worked. I mean, that book uh, was reviewed by the New York Times. It has been written up all over the place. She's been interviewed on many shows. You ought to try to get her on your show, Gene. We had several li- listeners threaten us if, if we did. What? <laughs> we had several people on our forum say, don't you dare get that woman on here. And, Why and lower, lower your standards to her. Oh, well, now, come on. That is a major book by a major publisher. 
just because she's lying in her teeth doesn't mean you can't have her on the air. Well, it, may be, it might be fun to get her on and maybe, uh, I don't know, kind of poke a few pins into that big old Jacobson balloon. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got the book sitting here. It's huge. I have not read it. I rarely read a saucer book. I did uh, read Dr. Alexander's book, which I think is very, very good. This book, how can I put it? I don't care what they're doing at Area 51 unless it has something to do with saucers. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I am not a technical person, having uh, no degree from anywhere. I know that a lot of secret weapons and secret uh, aircraft have been worked on at Area 51, and that's all very good for people that want to know the history of aviation. The I'll tell you what, we'll get into the history of aviation, Area 51, but more importantly, the paranormal, which is what Jim is really interested in. Jim Mosley's our guest. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! of the Rockwells. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. <coughs> Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker is your church, school, or organization desperately looking for new fundraising ideas? Tired of the same old candles or candy, taking orders, inventory, and low profits? Well, here's great news. 10X Fundraising guarantees 10 times traditional profits with zero hassle. For an amazing free bonus, free shipping, and an extra 10% off, enter GCN when you go to 10xfundraising.com. That's the number 10, the letter X, fundraising.com. Or call 800-480-8797. Visit 10X Fundraising for 10 times the profit today.
Will you survive during the economic collapse or another deadly natural disaster? Your key to survival lies here at hardshoot.com. A former member of U.S. Special Operations knows what you'll need to survive in these hard times. Our online store arms you with extreme survival kits, self-heating food reserves, and more. For a limited time with any purchase, you'll also receive a three-day survival kit absolutely free. Prepare now. The online store, www.hardshoot.com. www.hardshoot.com. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to FreezeDryGuy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's FreezeDryGuy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. With every segment of this show, Chris O'Brien's pronouncement, the Paracast gets more and more enthusiastic. You notice that? Jim Mosley is our guest, editor of Saucer Smear. And by the way, let me remind people, because Jim had a momentary senior moment then, the address is P.O. Box 1709, Key West, Florida, 33041, and they take love offerings. Yeah, 33041, you're right, I did... I was about to give you my uh, zip code when I lived up in New Jersey, which now I can't remember either. Uh, but anyway, yes, I'm glad that you... <laughs> 07024, I remember. Yep, that's right. Well, P.O. Box 163. Don't send letters to that address, by the way, because somebody has that box today, and they will get these letters from Paracast listeners asking about a saucer smear, and they will freak. Okay, so the point being... As far as Annie Jacobson is concerned, you're concerned a little bit. You're kind of fascinated by her slant of Roswell, but Area 51 doesn't doesn't light your fire. Well, yeah. I mean, as I say, I'm not interested in the history of aviation. Uh, of course, a lot of strange things have been seen in the skies around Area 51 because they're testing all kinds of things. But the question is, do they have a captured flying saucer, one or more, captured saucers, and are they reverse engineering, I love that phrase, reverse engineering this saucer uh, or these saucers in order to, uh, you know, further our own uh, aircraft industry, and I think the answer uh, to that is no, and if the answer is no, then I'm not really concerned about Area 51. I went there once, not all the way there, but I took an insane trip in a van, uh, a van rather, from uh, a point uh, south of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, up to uh, the Area 51 
uh, sector of northern uh, Nevada. And I never saw any part of the base. I didn't expect to. But the uh, guy driving the van freaked out, literally, as soon as he saw the signs by the road about, uh, you know, no photography, uh, military area, implying, you know, the, the use of deadly force, etc., etc. I don't know what happened to him because he... Uh, had been there before, he had a uh, business, I guess, of driving people uh, up to this uh, section next to Area 51. As soon as he saw the sign, he turned the van around. He didn't give us a minute to even jump out and take pictures of the f sign. And then we drove all the way back to uh, southern uh, Nevada. It was about a 14-hour trip round trip, and I uh, never had such a horrible, boring time in my life. That's another reason I don't like Area 51. <laughs> you have issues around it. Boy, I, I'd, I'd be upset, too. You drive all the way up there, and then the guy never even stops. He just turns around and heads back. I, that's but, not uh, Well, yeah, you know, they. Uh, I guess, I don't know if he spotted it or not. Uh, there is a legend that they have. Uh, some, it's not a Jeep. It's some other kind of vehicle. There are people watching you as you're going along the dirt road there. Well, that's no the legend. I've seen film footage of them. Pardon me? I've seen uh, video footage of the uh, security guys, the Wackenhut or whoever they are. Yeah, right, right. Oh, yeah, no, they're there. But, I mean, they're not going to shoot you on sight or anything. I have no idea why, why the guy acted that way. But the point being that, as I say, Area 51, if it doesn't relate to the UFO mystery which I think very likely it does not. And by the way, Dr. Alexander says the same thing in his book, which I just finished reading. That one I actually read, and that will be reviewed in the next issue of Saucer Smear also. Very good book. So yeah, tell us uh, what you really liked. Or what Do you like the objectivity of his uh, viewpoint or well, his logic? or what, uh, what I like is... It's a long story. He and a group of other people who were sort of in the inn or whatever, maybe he's bragging a bit, but hopefully all of this is true. They got together a secret investigative group. This is a number of years ago. And to make a long story short, with their security clearances and their knowledge of the military and the uh, civilian defense contractors and so forth, they interviewed a whole lot of very high-level people that we can assume that someone else would not have an opportunity to interview, or if they did, they wouldn't get the same kind of answers. And the bottom line from all of that, which is very long and complex, is that they found a lot of, what we say, uh, groups or institutions in uh, the government, civilian and military, where the people they talked to said, yes, there is a flying saucer project, but it is not in our institution. It's somewhere else. I don't know where it is, but it's not here. And that's the story they got everywhere. It sounds like a couple of dozen places or more. And so at the end, although they couldn't prove it, it just seems obvious, from at least from what they learned, there is no such government in investigation. It's not here. It's not there. It's not there. And in the end, it's not anywhere. Is that, that also is maybe a way of deflecting attention? You say, I don't know about it, go that way, and you have your fingers pointing in opposite directions. Well, whatever. I, I don't know. But that would indicate, which I happen to believe, that we don't have captured saucers and that the military don't know a whole lot more than we do about what saucers are. And there's also a bias against investigating them because the whole subject is, seems to be so crazy. So... Uh, 
there, if there is very little interest by the federal government in the subject, it is no wonder that you can't get better answers from them. Because do you think the Air Force or anyone else or the president uh, want to come out and make a public statement and say, look, folks, we've been bothered by some very strange sightings for a period of 60 or more years now, and we really don't know what it is. It doesn't seem to be anything made on Earth, but we haven't been able to figure out what it is and where it comes from, but don't worry about it. Now, you're never going to get any such public statement, but that would be very close to the truth if there was such a statement ever made. Parenthetically, I recently became acquainted with a former Mossad spy from Israel, Victor Ostrovsky, and he's an artist. He's also a publisher and a printer, and he might be printing one of our books, as a matter of fact. In any case... He says what he observed in his experience, and he's dealt with governments. We think the Israeli equivalent of the CIA has got to be one of the top agencies out there. He says the problem with governments is they are all incompetent. Learn, they're all incompetent. So how can you expect them to hold a secret as important if UFOs are real as a UFO mystery? How could you expect that if they are at the core, incompetence. Well, uh, in other words, you're saying you couldn't keep that important a secret. Absolutely uh, not. For, it would leak. For, it would leak like a sieve. Well, that's another great thing about Alexander's book, because he explains in detail why that is. In brief, no matter how many black projects you have and, and all of that, and there is a fortune spent by the government in black projects that we are not told about at all, but if you wanted to create, for example, a black project investigating uh, saucers or pulling them apart to see how they work or whatever, you would have to take the budget for that uh, black project away from some other project. And you're talking about very large sums of money. And to, again, make a long story short, you cannot do that without drawing attention. There is some degree of oversight, even on black, black projects. Well... It, I, it, it, I, I, I be beg fair. to disagree with you on that one, Jim. I mean, look at Donald Rumsfeld. The first thing he did when he got in as Secretary of Defense is he did a complete top-to-bottom audit of the Department of Defense and, of course, announced uh, that they were missing $2.2 trillion uh, the, <laughs> the day after 9-11. So, um, this you know, there familiar. is some... I'm, I'm there not is, familiar with that. Why would they do that just right after 9-11? I don't know. Well, it was a scheduled uh, hearing, I think. And he, uh, Roosevelt said that they were missing how much? $2.2 trillion. <laughs> $4 trillion had been misappropriated and was there somewhere. They didn't. It wasn't in the right place. But out of that $4 trillion, 2.2 of it appeared to be missing. Before well, we man. look for the case of the missing money, and by the way, I have it under my mattress in case you're looking. I'm Gene Steinberg. Our guest is Jim Mosley. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. The number one secret to having great health and long life is having high levels of glutathione. This master antioxidant is required by your body to stop free radicals, keep cells young, remove chemical and heavy metal toxins, support immunity, support liver functions, stop inflammation, and much more. The results of optimal levels of glutathione in your body are more mental and physical energy, stronger immune system, greater endurance, and more. Do you know the number one secret superfood that helps increase your glutathione levels by 64% or more? It's unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. This health food is amazing in its ability to do so much for virtually everyone. Introducing One World Whey, an industry-first unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Are you tired of spending money for metal canning lids year after year? Then stop! Stop buying metal lids and get Tatler reusable canning lids. Made of USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, Tatler canning lids let you safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways that contain BPA, but Tatler canning lids are indefinitely reusable and guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning and contain no BPA. Tatler lids are dishwasher safe, perfect for standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars and are proudly made in the USA. Place orders by phone at 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's 1-877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com. That's reusablecanninglids.com. Tatler Reusable Canning Lids, the original since 1976. You've heard great things about Berkey. You've been thinking of getting a Berkey water purification system, but for some reason, you haven't made your purchase just yet. Okay, here's one more reason to buy the best water purification system you can buy now. The Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com is giving away free Pelican flashlights. Yes, with every purchase of any Berkey water purification system from the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com, you'll receive a free Pelican 2360 LED flashlight, a $39 value. But it won't last long, only now through July 15th. Hurry, call 877-886-3653, 877-886-3653, or shop online at GoBerkey.com. That's Go, B-E-R-K-E-Y.com. No coupon code necessary. A free Pelican flashlight is yours with every purchase of any Berkey water purification system only at GoBerkey.com or by calling 877-886-3653. Hurry, offer ends July 15th. 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We're back with Jim Mosley talking about fakes, frauds, and such in the UFO and paranormal research. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's the co-host on the Paracast. So we were alerting Jim to the fact that $2.2 trillion unaccounted for, and we're worrying about budgets of $1.5 trillion. The money's there. It's just that we don't know where it is. It's under not my mattress, somebody's mattress. Well, I don't know. I had not heard uh, that statement. I don't remember reading it or anything. I'll bet that was, a, let's say, if there was a follow-up, as there must have been, I'm sure they must have located most of it sooner or later. I mean, that sounds like just a, a scare headline kind of thing, but I don't know. Well, I've never seen anybody uh, come up with a follow-up to that. I, I would have to well, check in my it, files. If it was that important, believe me, there would be a follow-up. And that's a lot of zeros. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> That's not petty cash. I can see the. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't explain that to you. But uh, Doctor Alexander, at least uh, for his own uh, purposes, uh, convinces himself and hopefully others that uh, basically that's uh, there is not as much to this mystery as we like to believe. But at the same time, he is like I am a 4D thinker or whatever. He thinks that the interplanetary theory is less likely than other theories, but that uh, whatever it is, it is beyond our technology, and it is uh, a definite mystery, and I'm sure he makes it clear that it borders on the paranormal, which is what I also believe. I think all those weirdnesses are different aspects of a whole realm that we do not understand and probably will not understand for quite a few years to come. We've kind of moved a foot from that question from Blowfish. We had part one. Chris, is there a part two or three we need to answer? Oh, you, there is. Uh, good day, Mr. Jim Mosley. Betty and Barney Hill, frauds or a legitimate case? Well, frauds, uh, that's, <laughs> you can't answer it in, in that way. They believed that they had an experience. They did have an experience. I don't think they made it up. Just what their experience was, I do not know. There are a lot of weirdnesses and loose ends there, too. Uh, whether they physically went aboard a spaceship, maybe, maybe not. And maybe it's false memories. Or maybe there were dreams that they contaminated each other with. I, I really don't know. I have met Betty Hill a few times. She lectured for one of my uh, conventions in New York City in 1980. And she is undoubtedly, nobody, especially Friedman, ever wants to admit this, but uh, she is a fantasy-prone individual, a very nice lady, but I would not uh, believe her in detail about anything uh, as unusual as that. All I can tell you is that she spoke at, at our uh, convention, uh, and, uh, well, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred people in the audience. She gets up there... And after her well-known uh, contact experience that we've all read about, she kept uh, having other minor experiences up near where she lived. And she went around taking pictures of 
of alleged UFOs here, there, and the other place. And she had slides of them, which she was showing to our audience. Unfortunately, these slides, most of them showed an absolute blank sky, or there'd be a blank sky, dark, in other words, with maybe one pinpoint of light somewhere, and uh, slides of that nature. And she lost the attention and the goodwill of this pro saucer audience. I kid you not. This is the, I think I wrote it up in my book. I'm not sure, but it's a very strange and rather amusing incident. And I, as host of this thing, actually jumped up on the stage where she was speaking. And I mean, they weren't going to lynch her or anything, but I mean, they were turning against her and there were boos here and there. And I said, you know, look, folks, uh, Betty Hill is our guest and we must treat her blah, 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 in a proper way, and so forth. But uh, that's how believable she seemed to be to a pro-saucer audience. And that's something that uh, about Betty Hill that is not very well known. Wow. Wow. I never heard that, that uh, she claimed that she had other experiences after that. Oh, that's... yes, yes, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, absolutely. I think it was because she did have this one experience, and I guess she'd like publicity, uh, liked attention or something, and after it, not before it, but after it, obviously as a result of uh, her abduction or whatever, she became very interested in the subject, and I think she had a little group up near where she lived, I, I forget exactly where she lived, somewhere in New England. Uh, New Hampshire, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, New Hampshire. And, and uh, she just went around seeing things and taking pictures of things, and most of them were reflections on a railroad track or, or uh, you know, an airplane or God knows what. These were ridiculous pictures, but they were meaningful to her. Well, maybe and, the trauma of the original experience was so much that she kept looking for more evidence in places that maybe it didn't exist. I'm just well, taking the devil's advocate position. Well, no, but let's go back a, to the core experience, really, Jim. I was just trying to tell you that is sure. a very good point. Yes, good. Let's go back to the core experience, though. You feel something really happened to her and her husband, as described what? As I? Do you feel they were abducted or what? Well, well, they think they were. I wasn't there. I, I don't think they're making it up, as they say. Uh, it could have been a delusion or something put, uh, placed in their mind, beamed in by uh, some outside intelligence, or it could have been a physical experience. The thing that uh, drives me right up the wall and I think is utterly ludicrous is the star map. You see, uh, interplanetary uh, travelers, uh, I don't know much about them, I've never uh, met any of them, but I don't think they have crude third-grade uh, maps with lines uh, between planets and stuff that, that explain where they're from and where they're going. The whole idea of the star map just makes me sick, I think, uh, I'd have to say, and yet Friedman and I guess some other people still think that's just very uh, important evidence there. Well, of course, it, here in the 21st century, we have lots and lots of cars with navigation systems. Yes, we do. Yes. And, you know, that's today, the 21st century for, on Earth. Any car, almost any car can be equipped with navigation. They have optional navigation systems. They have onboard navigation systems, even in compact cars. You know, you buy a yeah, car, 15, 20,000, really, but that's more sophisticated than the star map. Yes, okay, absolutely. So we're dealing so, with this civilization 
that has to be far more advanced than we are if they're traveling among the stars. If they have some navigation system, it's probably a 3D immersive kind of system that would be way beyond our understanding. A star map? I worry about that, too. Well, I don't know how an intelligent man like Stanton Friedman, and I've known him for years, met him many times. I don't dislike him, but he is a character. And some of the things he believes in are very strange. And uh, that's all I can say. As a scientist, he makes a lot of mistakes, I think. I suppose, then, you don't agree about the MJ-12 documents. You have to be skeptical about those. Absolutely. That's another thing in Dr. Alexander's book. He knocks off uh, MJ-12. Uh, what else? There's several of the uh, stalwarts uh, in the saucer field that he doesn't uh, agree with. But he does believe in some of the cases, one that he's, very interested in, and so am I, if you are a regular reader of Saucer Smear, which I'm sure you are, Gene, you would know that I am very interested in the Cash Landrum case. And yeah. uh, he, he talks about that also. A very, very interesting case. And there are dozens and dozens of very interesting cases that are just unexplainable in normal terms. And so, uh, based on that, I, I believe there is a genuine mystery here. But as I've said before, so much of it is nonsense that it, it's uh, disheartening to any objective person, a scientist or whoever, that might want to get into this thing and, 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 and get to the bottom of it. it it's just a, a quicksand type of thing, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. Well, then we could also use that other point. Maybe the government is disinterested where maybe people in the government feed this nonsense to us, like an MJ-12 and these other cases, just to get us going in the wrong direction. So whether they care about it or not, at least we're not looking in the right places. Well, you know, uh, uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, it takes a minute to tell, but apparently... I'll tell you what, we have 30 seconds, so instead of using <laughs> no, that I minute, let's do this here. Let's append seconds. that discussion. Let's have that discussion in our next segment, because we have Jim Mosley. The publication is Saucer Smear at P.O. Box 1709, Key West, Florida, 33041. So you don't forget it. Co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast. 
the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. I'm Gene Steinberg. Chris O'Brien's the co-host, and you are in the Paracast for the final hour. And we're covering some of your questions and also going far, far afield into many areas of UFO and paranormal research. I was suggesting here that maybe some people in the government are having fun for whatever reason, sending us in crazy directions like MJ-12. Chasing our tails. Well, let me tell you this one. Uh, Back in the 50s and 60s, I used to go to the Pentagon. Uh, They had a public information office there on the UFO topic, and uh, they had a... uh, low-grade officer who was in, in charge of, of, of that very small project. And uh, for a few years, his name uh, was Captain White. And uh, so I would call up and make an appointment, more or less, you may say, and go in there and talk to him about saucers and try to learn whatever I could. And often we would go to uh, lunch together at the uh, cafeteria in, in the Pentagon. And I remember one time at lunch, and this is so interesting, I think. I was telling him about a case, I believe the year was 1967, but I'm not sure. Gene, you've probably heard of this to some degree. There were two men described as engineers. I don't know what they really were, but they were uh, on shortwave radio uh, communicating with one or more entities that claimed to be space people. Obviously, they never saw them. This is just radio. And they were told at one point, they made an an appointment with whoever this uh, intelligence was to meet them uh, in their flying saucer that these entities allegedly had on a certain uh, mountain uh, or hill or mountain uh, near Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That's where all this was going on. They went to the mountain, and there's missing elements there, but at some point their bodies were found, dead bodies. The uh, cause of death was allegedly never found. They had iron masks of some sort over their faces, and some of the things like uh, toiletries and so on were uh, lying near them. It seemed implied that they were expecting to go on a trip uh, on this flying saucer, instead of that, they were found dead. Now, that is a unique case. I have no idea what really happened there. It sounds to me like a murder, period. Well, uh, like a no, serial well, killer or someone who was just well, well, luring what, uh, people to this the, destination. The, the Brazilian police, you're very close to it, so that it didn't sound like a, a crackpot thing, they treated it like a normal murder case. These two people's murder was never solved. So you can just stick with that, even if there's no saucers involved. It's very, very peculiar. Well, the point of the story is, so I told that to Captain White during lunch one day. And uh, at first he was very interested. He said, I remember he said, my God, that's, uh, that's really strange. I never heard that before. And I said, yes. I said, it's, it's, it's really one of the best cases I've ever heard. And he said, wait a minute. Where did you say that happened? And, and I said, Brazil. He said, Brazil? He said, I don't have to worry about that at all. Our, our uh, mandate is to uh, protect the skies of the United States of America. And whatever happened in Brazil, I couldn't care less. Something to that effect. And I thought that was uh, 
a very true statement and a very interesting one. Chris, you got some more parts of that question and some other questions? Well, I do. I have a number of questions here. And let's start with this one. Do you think that the hoaxing, frauds, resume padding in the field of paranormal and UFO research is the primary reason that this field isn't taken serious by mainstream science and the media and the general public? Yeah, well, I mean, the answer to that is obvious. I mean, there are so many hoaxes, so many misinterpretations, et cetera, et cetera, mixed in with the core phenomenon or whatever the real stuff is. I mean, you just can't easily uh, separate it. And uh, objective uh, people take a look at some of this and they, uh, say to themselves, you know, I think I'll skip this after all. That's how most people or there's many others, as you both know, that get into the saucer field for a while and see how weird it is and just quit at a given point. Or, or some, once in a while they make up some strange, exotic reason to quit, but they do. Three and men that, in black came to them and said, you know the truth, get out of the field. All right. Well, I've been at this for whatever it is, 58 years, and nobody's gotten me out of the field. And... Uh, in fact, nobody's even tried to. You know, that was that like, was a, that was another question, Jim. Whether the men in black had ever uh, paid you a visit? Well, the short answer is no. Uh, but you know, it sounds like I I'm not doing this deliberately. But everything that we seem to be talking about there's uh, there's some reference to it in the next issue of Smear. I had a strange experience, but was it was nothing to do with anyone trying to. Uh, hush me up and uh, it is uh, it runs about a page again it would be a long story to try to tell on the air why don't you give us an overview and people can subscribe to saucer smear and hear the rest yeah well uh, briefly in new york city back when i was married in about 1964 or thereabouts i got a phone call from a guy named alexander no last name I went to a hotel in New York and had dinner with Alexander and a girl that was with him. Alexander was trying in a very crude, obvious way to convince me that he was a spaceman. There was nothing about, he was a little, not odd looking, but he was not a, an American, he was probably European from whatever country, he had a slight accent, there was nothing mysterious about him at all. After that, I had him out to our apartment in New Jersey. My wife and I had him to dinner. He was talking in the same vein. He was trying to show that he had paranormal powers, which uh, he absolutely did not have. And uh, I never figured out what the motive there was. He never, I mean, my wife thought that he was a con man and he was going to ask for money, but he, he never did ask for money. After having uh, met us uh, in, in, in our apartment that time, he called up, uh, I don't know, a few days later or whenever, and said he was going to Washington on business and he'd be back in a couple of weeks. And we never heard from him again. He, he, he pulled a, a similar routine on a couple of other uh, saucer reasons. But he never asked for money. But As I recall, I remember at the time you and I were talking about this, and, I don't think I met Alexander. Oh, no. Nobody no. else. I mean, and other people, like uh, Hans Stefan Santison, I believe, was one of the other He was people. a well-known science fiction editor who had right. his feet in well, the UFO yeah. field very But this, this is the interesting part. So I, I just uh, assumed 
that this girl was uh, his girlfriend or, or whatever. I mean, she didn't talk much, and um, I guess he was the star of the thing. He did all the talking. Well, uh, uh, maybe two or more weeks after he disappeared, my wife and I were, this is, I think it's a little bit strange, but it's not really paranormal. We were at a, a party in New York City, something to do with people we knew they were involved in art of some sort. Nothing whatever to do with flying saucers. Nobody at that party, as far as I know, had anything to do with saucers except me. It was an entirely different environment. And uh, it was on a roof, you could say like a, a penthouse of some kind, in New York. So quite, a, quite a nice environment, and, you know, little drinks and food and whatever. And my wife says to me, uh, look over there, that's the girl that was with Alexander. And I said, oh, come on. I, I, well, I can never recognize people anyhow. I mean, I have many problems. But she, she recognized this woman. We went over and talked to her. She was by herself then. I don't think she was with anyone, but certainly not Alexander. And we asked her, well, what is this all about? Well, she said that he came to New York. He put an ad in the paper for a secretary, and she answered the ad. He took a, uh, an office in New York somewhere, paid advance rent on the office, paid her advance salary, and then left town on his trip to Washington, and she never saw him again either. And that's the end of the story. And as a matter of fact, this is the end of this particular segment. We have Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with a WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, Fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Are you wondering about your retirement portfolio? Are you confident that the financial advisor is experienced enough to combat climbing interest rates, taxes, and inflation? Stop guessing and go to the expert, Robert Chapman of the International Forecaster. When you subscribe to the International Forecaster, you get Robert Chapman's 45 years of experience and concise investment recommendations. Who needs sugar-coated excuses when you can get the cold hard facts and proven investment leads you can't get anywhere else? For a free introductory copy to Robert Chapman's International Forecaster, subscribe now at theinternationalforecaster.com or call 877-479-8178. Experience the difference. When you subscribe, you can email Robert Chapman directly to obtain investment advice tailored just for you. Don't wait another minute. Subscribe today at theinternationalforecaster.com or call 877-479-8178. That's 877-479-8178. 
If you're concerned about radiation poisoning from Japan in the air, water, or food and can't find potassium iodide, go to RestoreYourHealthNow.com and choose Liquid Zeolite. Liquid Zeolite is hands down the best product to remove radiation from your body and safely removes toxins, heavy metals, boosts energy levels, and promotes a strong immune system. For fatigue, muscle weakness, headaches, memory loss, influenza, joint pain, or toxic radiation poisoning, use Liquid Zeolite from RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Liquid Zeolite is so powerful it was used to clean up contamination in Chernobyl, yet so gentle you won't even know you're taking it. Liquid Zeolite comes with a money-back guarantee but is only available at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. Learn how to get free bottles of Liquid Zeolite at RestoreYourHealthNow.com. That's RestoreYourHealthNow.com or call 800 880 Call 800-880-9976 today and learn how to get free bottles of liquid zeolite. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol the GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com We have Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And we were going through remaining questions, so Alexander who never returned, didn't seem like a man in black, maybe some kind of crackpot. These, these questions are, are from your listeners? Is that what it is? Correct, from our, our forum, uh, the Paracast forum. Oh, oh, oh from, from the Internet thing, okay. I have another one here. Isn't it reasonable for a speaker or author to assume that people, conference organizers, interviewers, researchers, or fans, are going to check the references and claims? Does that happen often enough, do you think? Well, obviously, it doesn't happen often enough. <laughs> that was kind of a softball question. That one's from Trained Observer. He's from Dallas. He's been on the Paracast since last year. All right. So, obviously, it doesn't, huh? Yeah. We all well, do you think this is going to unleash uh, a whole spate of skeptics going and, and digging into, uh, you know, A-list people's bona fides? Uh, well, I mean, we, we, we've been through this. I mean, there is so much nonsense in the field that if someone wants to come in and say, look, I, I'm looking for a new hobby, I'm open-minded, I want to learn more about uh, flying saucers, very often that person will just uh, throw in the towel at a given point because there's too much nonsense going on. 
But isn't it also true, guys, that in a case like this, when a person says they have a degree, an advanced degree, whatever, under any circumstances, you kind of take them at your word. You know, after you're not going to say to everybody who says this, well, show me your degree. Prove you have a degree. I understand if someone seeks employment. Even then, people get away with it. Well, you know, Gene, do you know the name uh, McIntyre? I think his first name was Bill or William McIntyre. He ran a small saucer group in Maryland at one time, many years ago. And you talk about degrees. He had, I only found out later that this was all nonsense. In his basement, he had sort of an office that was devoted to saucers and so on. And on the walls, he had framed certificates of degrees that he had from here and there. And he also had, uh, this is even better, pictures of him shaking hands with various celebrities. My impression, after having heard more about him later, all of that was nonsense. Uh, All of these framed uh, certificates were not real, and and the others were paste-ups. You take a, a celebrity and put him there in the right way, and, you know, they're shaking hands, but it's two different pictures. You know, the, that's just another example. If, if we go on like this for another 20 hours, I'll think of even more cases. I don't know. No, one, one would hope not. I mean, this field yeah, already is, we're already uh, considered to be, uh, you know, half half off our rockers just for having an interest in this subject. And boy, when scandals and, and saucer-like smears happen uh, from time to time, it just denigrates the field all that much more. The tighter is zero zero one. Has, it has been a, a forum poster for uh, about three three years now, four years. And he asks uh, an inter- interesting question, which I'd like to hear the answer to as well. What, uh, what is the designation of this? He, his, he calls himself Titer. Titer 001. <laughs> you know, I get sent an awful lot of stuff from the Internet by this friend of mine. Now, I've never heard of that guy. Go ahead. Yeah. Most of these people up here don't use their real names unless asked, and some of them refuse to divulge who they are because for fear of ridicule at their jobs or from their friends and stuff, uh, which is unfortunate. But we do have a lot of very, very smart, up-to-speed people that, uh, that post on the forum and, and, and listen to the show. His question's interesting. He says, I noticed Saucer Smear back issues are being sold for Kindle the other day. Do you know what Kindle is, Jim? Kindle? It's the electronic book that's going to be taking over uh, print, print publishing here pretty soon. No, no, no. I, I'm yeah, it's it's like a it's like a uh, it's an electronic book, and you can put ten thousand books into it. I'm just waiting for them to come out with one that, when you electronically turn the page, it gives you a little uh, whiff of newsprint. That's going to take the place of uh, print books. Uh, Correct. Uh, they've already sold more Kindle downloads on Amazon, uh, I think, for the first time than uh, sold actually, uh, you know, hard copy books. Well, so. I mean, that's that's bound to happen. I mean, uh, what can I tell you? Another 50 years, and uh, uh, there won't be anybody that wants to get the print version of Saucer Smear, you know? Yeah. It's almost wow. that that episode, that little scene in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. One of the presents that Captain Kirk receives from Dr. McCoy is a printed book in the 23rd century. Right. Oh, it's, it's like an antique. In other words. Yeah, sure. That and reading glasses. 23rd century. I'm not sure if we're going to have printed books. Anyway, uh, did you sell uh, the rights to Saucer Smear to Amazon? Well, 
I don't know what I did. (laughs) (laughs) He's the only one in this country who admits this, by the way. Uh, There are a few people who have been elected to public office who don't know what they did. Wait, there is a guy that I've asked you, Gene, and you've heard of this fellow. I'm trying to remember his name. He is a um, distributor of saucer zines and, and, um, you know, DVDs and God knows what all uh, in, in California. UFO slash TV. Yeah, Tim Crawford, yeah. uh, Yeah, Tim Crawford, right? Tim Crawford, right. Yeah, well, I have a written contract with him that he does whatever he's doing and sends me whatever percentage he's sending. Uh, This is really I like this agreement, whatever percentage I'm sending, you take. Yeah, well... It's kind uh, of like the interest rate on a new car loan. Go ahead. Yeah, well... Uh, I don't know, uh, you know, if he's cooking the books because I don't even know if he has books. I, I mean, the whole thing. I figure, uh, whatever he's doing. I mean, uh, he does send me money. That's the good part. Every three months, religiously, he does do it, just like the contract says. And I get fifty, sixty dollars every three months. And he, there's even a printout of uh, the gobbledygook that explains why the total is what it is. And so, yes, he is selling uh, electronic uh, versions of saucer smear on the net somehow. And uh, so it is on the net somehow through him and maybe through other means. I have no idea. Well, that, so we assume maybe he licensed it to Kindle, that's all. Yeah, huh? that's good to know. Yeah. It sounds like he licensed it to Kindle, who is the, uh, that's the brand name of the Amazon version of these new electronic books that are out. Well, what can I tell you? Well, you you know, it, it's it's good, Jim. It, it just means that you're expanding your readership. And generally, Kindle users, I think, uh, tend to be more younger. So, um, you know, you're I think you're you're getting a whole new readership, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, but I have no idea how large or small that readership is. But I'll tell you this. And, and this is kind of sad in a way. My, I will not give the actual figure of the number of print copies that I send out uh, of each issue, uh, but I will say that the number is getting smaller year by year, and the reason is that most of, of my hardcore non-subscribers are old. Not most of them quite as old as I am, but old, and they are dying out, literally. Oh, boy. And, uh, Jim, we'll get into more of this in a moment. I don't want to even cover that issue. Because of your anniversary coming up August 4th, 80 years of age, Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many 
formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Local Army Navy surplus stores are hard to find these days, but not military-issue supplies. They're right here online at MainMilitary.com. That's right, just like the state, M-A-I-N-E, military.com. We have everything for true, total preparedness. MainMilitary.com is not a typical website. It has much more than your old surplus store. Quality military-issue survival gear like canteens, mess kits, utensils, gas masks, filters, and chemical suits, magnesium fire-starting tools, strike anywhere, waterproof, and storm matches, first aid kits, splints, tourniquets, parachute 550 cord, military manuals, sandbags by the bail, and a huge Molly assortment of vests and pouches for every need. Call 207-989-6783, 207-989-6783, or visit MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, the main name in military supply. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with prepass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without prepass waits in line. Save time, save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try prepass free. That's 888-401-PASS. What's cooking at prizekitchen.com? Plenty! Low prices on your favorite kitchen brand appliances, Vitamix blenders, Omega juicers, reverse osmosis systems, and more. Plus, free shipping on it all. Prizekitchen.com gives your family the tools for a healthy lifestyle by eating more fruits and veggies and drinking pure water. Go to prizekitchen.com. Great selection, low prices, free shipping. Prizekitchen.com. We help make healthy lifestyles convenient. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com, that's Z-E-O-King.com, for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Kurt Southern, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. 
Before we get started with the rest of the interview, we are continuing to investigate the authenticity of the credentials from Philip J. Imbrogno, and so far we're not able to confirm his claim that he got a degree in earth science from Boston College, which has no record of him attending or earning a degree. Our investigation continues. In our previous segment, we were referring to the fact that some of Jim's non-subscribers for Saucer Smear are getting old, possibly dying. We do not want to think about such things, and let's just and move we on. Won't. Yes. We won't. We won't. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. I'm the Paracast. More questions, Chris? Yeah, uh, here's one for you. Does the lack of accountability within the UFO paranormal research community itself forever consign it to the realm of entertainment and not serious research? The lack of accountability. Ah, that's kind of odd question in a way. It is entertainment. Anything that entertains you is that. Hopefully there's some degree of credibility, and you just have to make up your own mind uh, for yourself when you read these things, like if you read something on any other subject. You have to decide what you choose to believe and what you don't, and that's all I can say about that. Well, is it part of it that because this field is fringe, it's not supposed to be taken seriously by most people, it's a form of entertainment, there can't be accountability, how do you account for fantasy? Well, I can only say this. It seems that people thinking of, for instance, UFOs as, as a theory, you might say, as a existing thing for, even from another planet. And that's an intellectual thing that's in their minds, and they believe it. It doesn't bother them at all. It doesn't change their everyday life. They still have the same job. It's just a vague belief or a vague, vague uh, hobby that they have. I think it would be just a little bit different if all of a sudden there was a saucer that lands in a well-populated area where a whole lot of people see it. And and then uh, what would you have? Screaming, mashing of teeth, and people running in different directions. And, and I think they would feel quite differently if it came down in a physical form all of a sudden instead of being just a vague philosophical belief. It's quite a difference. Well, do you, do you think this relegation to the realm of entertainment, is there any hope for real well, serious there's research? Nothing, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. Uh, hopefully you can be uh, entertaining and truthful at the same time, at least to some degree. Right, but, but I think the question is, is there any hope for serious research by serious researchers in this field? Very little. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, I guess you. you just have to work. You have to work that much harder. You have to dot your I's and cross your T's and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, wait for that uh, that grand arrival, that uh, Stephen Greer moment when uh, when he's able to summon the Space Brothers to come and oh, yes. take okay. him and his ambassadors to the universe away on some uh, far-flung... You're, you're feeding right into my hands because that is another... <laughs> article in the forthcoming smear. We have a little article of, about Dr. Greer and his disclosure project. And right, his little, his little North Carolina wildlife refuge escapade? Or? Yes, yes. You're familiar with this? Why don't oh, you yeah. explain to our listeners? Well, I, I don't know. Apparently you've already seen this. Yeah, it goes back to last year. He had his, uh, his followers uh, with him in some wildlife refuge or whatever. In, uh, yeah, North Carolina, I believe, and they didn't bother to get the kind of permit that they were supposed to get. They weren't allowed to be there at night uh, for any other purpose but fishing, and this uh, was not fishing because 
some uh, inspector or fed of some sort came and saw them. They were on the beach, about 40 of them, and they had little uh, flashlight-type uh, things in their hands, and they were signaling out into the clouds, uh, out into space, and uh, this was not fishing, and they were uh, violating uh, whatever permit they might have had, and they got into trouble, and now they're going to be hauled in the court about that. I, I, I think that's... Uh, like uh, making a, a mountain out of a molehill. I mean, there are many reasons to criticize Dr. Greer, but I don't think that's quite, that's a fair way to uh, approach his problem. Well, you heard what Greer's uh, comeback was on this whole whole incident, right? Yeah, he, wait a minute, uh, it's in there. He okay. said that he had one of the people there um, was, I think, a former employee there of the park system and had yeah. given him erroneous information. That's they had filled right. out the That's wrong right. form and that he's a 501C, so he couldn't be charged for operating a commercial enterprise because he was a nonprofit, right. even though it costs, I don't know how many thousands of dollars to attend one of these little soirees. Yeah. You've got it exactly right. So now you won't have to read Smear because you've already got the story. <laughs> Well, what happened is also with Chris, he's able to see what you're doing because he's sitting there in his palatial estate in Arizona. He is observing what's going on in Key West as you speak. More questions, please? <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, from Titer again. He said he saw you on a documentary, and uh, he says that uh, you know, you're getting up there in age a little bit, and you must have stories of all kinds about folks in the field. So while you're on... Have you gotten the goods on – well, you've gotten the goods on some believers, but while you're on, ask, ask Jim about Phil Class and James Randi and some of those other types of folks. Do we have any dirt there? Well, uh, with James Randi, I, uh, <laughs> I certainly won't go into all of this at this time, but uh, around uh, 1990 and thereabouts, I, I printed some things about him in Saucer Smear that very, very – nearly got me sued. So uh, I think there are some things about Randy that I would prefer not to mention now. I can mention this, though. Some of the statements that I made uh, stated or implied that uh, Randy was gay, and that may have been a pseudo-libelous thing at that time, but no more, because he officially, in whichever publication he has for his particular group, came out a year or two ago and admitted it, uh, that he had been gay all these years, but because it was a social problem, etc., he was not willing to admit it. Well, it was so obvious to anyone that knew him at all uh, that he was, and I said so. Now, finally, he says so, and he's older than I am. He's about 82 or 83, so now that he's made it official, we can actually say it on the air, I hope. Because we've just said it. Well, there were some allegations about uh, interesting phone calls with underage youth. Uh, yes, there, there were indeed. There and were uh, indeed. that kind of created a bit of a, a bit of a controversy. Well, in terms of, there uh, is there is a document that I have several copies of. It's a, a transcript that I believe, God, I can't remember now who made it, but anyway, it's a transcript of, I believe, seven phone calls uh, that came in to Randy's phone uh, years ago when he lived up in Rumson, New Jersey, 
and these are conversations between Randy and various young men. And uh, I think you, I don't know how old your listeners are, but uh, perhaps we should skip some of the horrible details here. But it, it's well, they had to do with body parts and, and uh, other yeah, the, the size of a, a particular body part and uh, other other uh, things of that. So well, after hearing at- about Congressman Anthony Weiner, we can't be surprised by anything. <laughs> yeah, it's another Weiner story, right? Yes, yes. So anyway, there were some what a hot dog. Things. There were some questionable things in Randy's background, but years and years ago, long before any of that, he and I were friends. I used to go on his radio show in New York City. He had a rival show to Long John Neville for about a year or so, way back in the 60s, and uh, it was taken off the air mysteriously after about a year, and I think that had something to do with alleged homosexuality also. With, or bad ratings. Or, or yes. Or yes, a combination think, of the yeah, two. Yeah, that's right. If you're, <laughs> You can pretty well uh, say what you want, uh, but if your ratings are high, and if they're not, then they'll lower the boom, and that's what happened to him. They just use your negatives as an excuse to get rid of you, but that's not the real reason. The reason is, of course, the ratings are lousy. They're not making money from you. If they're not making money from you, forget about it. We have Jim Mosley of Saucer Smear back for another segment. Um, Gene Steinberg, the co-host, is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. 
Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget... Crossbreedholsters.com. 235 years ago, our forefathers signed the Declaration of Independence to escape tyranny and oppression. Today, there is a need to reinforce that declaration. What can we do to protect our health as a nation and in our homes from those who wish to control the quality of our air and water? To find out, you need to visit airandaqua.com right now or call 612-767-2777. You will receive a free copy of our Constitution, a newsletter, and bonus items. Air and Aqua.com. Purify your life today. You've heard great things about Berkey. You've been thinking of getting a Berkey water purification system, but for some reason, you haven't made your purchase just yet. Okay, here's one more reason to buy the best water purification system you can buy now. The Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com is giving away free Pelican flashlights. Yes, with every purchase of any Berkey water purification system from the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com, you'll receive a free Pelican 2360 LED flashlight, a $39 value. But it won't last long, only now through July 15th. Hurry, call 877-886-3653, 877-886-3653, or shop online at GoBerkey.com. That's Go, B-E-R-K-E-Y.com. No coupon code necessary. A free Pelican flashlight is yours with every purchase of any Berkey water purification system only at GoBerkey.com or by calling 877-886-3653. Hurry, offer ends July 15th. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what. You're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We're back with Jim Mosley. A few more minutes to spend, and no, these segments don't get smaller. We have four segments per hour, each of which is a various amount of time that's fixed within a single tenth of a second. That's amazing. I'm amazed just thinking about Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. Well, what about Phil Class? Uh, I know Phil was very, very careful with the way he was able to present his particular arguments about people, places, and things, and situations, cases. Uh, anything, any discrepancies? I mean, I don't want to uh, besmirch, uh, you know, uh, his his reputation in, you know, now that he's passed on. But, uh, you know, I did hear rumblings uh, here and there over the years that uh, old Phil played dirty pool uh, every now and then with the facts. And uh, anything that uh, comes to mind, Jim? Well, I, I knew him quite well. He was a, a pretty clever fellow. I don't think he ever got caught lying about anything, but again, it's a matter of interpretation. Uh, I can't yeah. think of a, a good example offhand, but he'd, he'd come along speaking about one of the good sightings that uh, most people would take as credible, and he would find somewhat ridiculous reason that it wasn't what it seemed to be, that it was something very ordinary. Now, you know, you can't call that lying, I guess. I mean, it's a matter of uh, personal opinion, and he absolutely was a hardcore debunker, but strangely enough, we were friends. I uh, 
visited him several times at his very nice condo in Washington, D.C., and uh, we had dinner here and there many times, and uh, I liked him. He was a very bright, interesting guy, uh, but yeah. obviously we we didn't agree about flying saucers, but he, I guess the reason I liked him was that he had a, a very good sense of humor, as perhaps I do, but he, he was just... Uh, he he would get angry if you crossed him or really. Um, oh boy, he could get angry. Oh yeah, if you made a serious, you know, a rebuttal of, of one of his uh, uh, interpretations of, of a flying saucer case, I mean, then he could get uh, very nasty. But most of the time, he was a genial sort, and I I enjoyed his company. He died quite a few years ago. Yeah, I I had the, uh, the the good fortune actually. I was very uh, actually heartened and glad that I had a chance to meet him at the 1998 International Mufon Symposium. He had his walker with him. Um, he seemed fairly alert. He did fall asleep in the front row of a couple of presentations to wake What's up. Your, uh, the, what city was that? Oh, that was in Denver at the, okay. the Denver Hilton. And um, I remember I saw him uh, kind of, you know, slowly, uh, you know, following his walker up the hallway. And I came up and, and said, you know, I put my arm around him and said, you know, thank you so much, you big you, you bulldog. You're, you're really, you know, keeping this field honest and stuff. And he, he was a little startled and said, who are you? Do I know you? And I said, no, you don't. And boy, I'm sure glad. <laughs> Oh man, and I just I walked away, you know. Um, yeah, and he uh, he came down with some terrible um, problem where his last years were basically spent. Uh, I don't think in a nursing home. He had a, a good bit, a bit of money. I think he had a private person come in to his own place and take care of him. But he he spent years as a as a shut in, and I I think several years really before he finally died. Before that, he had, you know, his son newsletter, his anti-saucer newsletter for quite a number of years. Right. Again, you know, his opinions uh, were interesting, but they would be different from mine. He, he came out uh, with specific information about certain people and certain cases that nobody else got hold of, and that was one of the reasons he was disliked. For instance, when it came to Ed Walters of... Uh, the Gulf Breeze sliding oh, yeah. syndrome around the, the late 1980s. He somehow found out that Ed Walters, using a different name, had been in prison as a young man in his early 20s, and I never could remember it uh, correctly, either for forgery, forging a check, or for stealing a car, or it might have been both. But he, he spent about a year in prison, and... That was one reason that he changed his name from whatever the other name was, which I can't remember right now, to uh, the one he uses now and the one he used uh, in his books and so forth, Ed Walters. He's still alive and he's still a businessman living in the Gulf Breeze area. But that was a very important thing that uh, the class found out, and uh, you could go either way. You could say, well, that has nothing to do with whether he saw flying saucers or not, but in a way, it, it does make a difference. It's, uh, it does in my mind. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of, uh, of character. I knew him as a, uh, as a joker. I mean, uh, his uh, Gulf Breeze adventures uh, were quite humorous when you uh, got the inside story, which is in my book, by the way. Uh, 
Shockingly close to the truth. Shockingly close to the truth. And we are shockingly close to the end of this episode. Any more questions left in the till, Chris? Well, none from our listeners, but of course, you know, you know uh, how we are. We could have uh, uh, Mr. Mosley on here for uh, several shows in a row and, and still not wear, wear ourselves out. This is so much fun, Jim, to have you on. Well, thank you. I've, I've Sorry that it's under such, uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances, but uh, you're helping supply a really good perspective into, you know, how we should view this field, how we should view people that are immersed in this field and and you know everybody in this field that has some sort of public presence uh be put on notice here you know you can you can walk your walk uh but you know watch out if you start uh confabulating and uh, embellishing and doing the things that uh put a lot of good research and researchers into question and and you know, Jim, I'm sorry it was under these circumstances that you happened to come on, but we couldn't think of a better guest to have on to well, really I'm, talk I'm about sure, these things. I'm not sure what circumstances you're talking about. That was, of the course, Phil and Brogno. Brogno uh, sure. Oh, well, no, I mean, I'm not going to weep over that since I don't even know him, you know, but uh, um, that's what happens, yes. This is a, an important point also to raise, Jim, as we look at what you're doing. Now, someday you're going to be going up there, I'm sure, no matter what you think. And Boy, if you're caught to reflect on your life, what do you think, what would you think you've brought to the field of paranormal research by all the things you've done over 58 years? Well, I don't understand the first part, going up. Uh, I don't expect to go up anywhere, but what have I contributed? Well, a bit of humor and a, a bit of insight in some cases that... Uh, I've come up with uh, ideas or research that no one else did, or sometimes I had a, a, a scoop or an exclusive or something like that over the years. And uh, I've enjoyed myself, and I haven't made any money at it. I certainly wish I had, but I haven't. And uh, But it's been interesting, and uh, I think I've managed to entertain some people, but at least I've entertained myself. And if I have entertained you're a small handful of listeners or viewers in the course of this show. I will be very happy to have done that. Viewers, he knows about our top secret webcam that's in his living room right now. <laughs> well, tell him we're, we're in the New York market now, uh, uh, Jim. We're, we're yeah, on a damn station. From, uh, from across the river. I, I've heard this. Right. Before. We're covering the whole metropolitan area, though, which is a good thing. <laughs> You're getting closer and closer to the big time. I, I can uh, oh, wait. I don't know about that, but uh, hey, we're having fun, right, Gene? Right. Not making money, not paying the bills. You don't want to hear about that, folks, but we're oh, having a but great you, time. Well, you've mentioned that on the net, yes. Okay, but you know what? Let's mention this. Jim Mosley, take the next 30 seconds to tell us about Saucer Smear. Well, what kind of a magazine it is, it's uh, my opinions. Uh, I, I do... Uh, uh, book reviews, I do uh, rewrites of current uh, uh, newspaper articles or things from the net uh, more and more. And I'm very fortunate that I have this friend that is not a saucer, so I won't bother to give his name. Nobody's heard of him, but he's a very nice guy. And he sends me reams of material. Uh, by the time I get it, it's a week or two old, but it doesn't matter. So I'll tell you I'm, what, let me give everybody the address, okay? Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know more about Saucer Smear and get a sample copy 
It's P.O. Box 1709, Key West, Florida, 33041. P.O. Box 1709, Key West, Florida, 33041. And on behalf of Chris and myself, Jim Mosley, thanks for joining us this week on the Paracast. Well, I hope to talk to you again someday, and thank you for having me. I'm going to hang up now. Okay. Bye. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.